This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our sponsors at ADT Taxes, Everard's Tiger and Loserpool.com. Be the last man standing. Hello and welcome to 100% LCFC, the podcast hosted by me, Lee Chapman. Give me a follow on Twitter at Lee underscore Chappie and follow us on social media at 100LCFC on Twitter and also on Facebook. This is the Man United Leicester preview show and this week's episode is a conversation recorded between myself, the unofficial pundit and also Terry Flubbers from the Football Terrace YouTube channel. Both of the guys' social media handles and their YouTube channels will be in the description of the podcast. And again, thank you for listening and being a subscriber on iTunes. Or if you're listening on SoundCloud, you can subscribe on there as well. And thank you for following us on 100% LCFC. Enjoy. Leicester have started the campaign very well, currently sitting on eight points and they are one of the teams from outside the traditional top six that have been pipped to leapfrog Man United, Chelsea, and maybe even Arsenal this season. We've got a couple of very distinguished guests on. I know you're going to know who they both are. I'm going to introduce them both to you now. We've got Lee Chappie, uh, the Leicester City fan, and of course, unofficial pundit, the Manchester United fan. Gentlemen, how are you both? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I plan you guys this weekend, but I'm good. And about yourself, unofficial pundit, how are you, mate? You calmed down after your last appearance on the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm good, mate, I'm good, yeah. I, I actually enjoyed that. Um, I do want to apologise to everyone and, and to yourself, Terry, about um, some of the language I used that night. There's a few words that I maybe shouldn't have thrown out there. Um, so, like I said, I apologise about that to everyone who uh, views the show and that. I, I think people will appreciate that, mate. And to view the reaction. It was mixed. Some people don't like your opinions. Other, there's loads of people agreeing with it as well. And uh, there's been a lot of calls to not have you back on. Not really based on any of your choice language, more your opinions. And as we've said, the the biggest reason we've, I went away from being a, a Man United only fan channel and the biggest thing the football terror stands for is about a mixture of opinions. And we're not an echo chamber. If you, you're going to hear things you don't like. You're just going to have to grow a pair, be a grown up and, and deal with it, mate. So uh, more than welcome back. And, and leave. 
Yeah. Really happy for you coming on, mate. And everyone, give everybody a bit of a background of, you know, sort of how you, I will use the word, how you kind of sprung to fame. <laughs> yeah, uh, so when Leicester won the league, uh, I got dragged on the team bus, um, basically because I look like Jamie Vardy. <laughs> that, that, that's, that was it. <laughs> There's no more to it. That's it, yeah. And your life kind of went a bit crazy for... Oh, a good few years, right? And, and you're still doing well now. But yeah, time. yeah, it was, it was absolutely mental when it all first started. Um, got into a bit of trouble with an agent as well. I won't go into it too much, um, but uh, he conned me and done me over and, uh, and pissed them off. The the real Vardis and sold that was a story online and uh, to the Sun and stuff. So yeah, it's been it's been difficult from that on. But I mean, I do Leicester content. I've been doing podcasts and videos and stuff on 100% LCFC. So you can follow those on Facebook and Twitter at 100 LCFC. And uh, yeah, that's 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 this what I do now. Content. Good, good. Yeah, like the, like the rest of us, mate. And it's uh, it's it's an interesting one because it's uh, something that's over the last four or five years, years a long time now, from strength to strength. And um, it's its own. I think it's its own entity within the kind of media and, and sport sports fear in itself now which is brilliant yeah i mean i obviously <laughs> looking a little bit like vardy helped me out um but uh winning the premier league is really what what started it off for me doing content um but leicester since winning the league i think we've we're, we're building into something uh we, we've got ambitious owners um bless his soul come for shy obviously with the tragedy last year but his son uh since taking over officially as chairman has just it's just took the city as his own as well not just the club it's fantastic honestly um just yeah just crazy stuff no no i i totally agree and and hear that and um like kaz yourself your journey's still quite fresh and quite uh i'll do that but again i'll edit that out for you mate an unofficial pundit your journey is still quite fresh and new in relation to the sort of youtube space and content being created what's your thoughts and feelings sort of only a few months being into it um I, i'll be honest with you i really enjoy it um i do get a bit shocked about some of the things i see <laughs> especially with um fans that go against the club so much it's just unbelievable or fans that will stick up for rival players or other teams players over their own players and i mean i don't even mean in the sense of where I'll give you an example. If I, if I run a Leicester player down, I'm pretty sure Lee, even if he doesn't think he's the best player, will stick up for him. Yeah. I'm talking about United fans will, will jump all over that player and, and and really run him down. I think to myself, hold up. This is... You're meant to support Manchester United. <laughs> At the end of the day, the players playing for the club still show him some respect, still show him some support. Um, in the sense of, I'll give you an example. I, I posted something about Rashford and I actually had one fan... I think he's a troll. I don't even think he's a real Man United fan. He wrote a whole paragraph, and at the end, he said, um, "I can't wait to see see on Saturday." Like he's basically wishing for us to lose to Leicester, mate. I hated Mourinho, and I didn't want us to lose a game. Yeah, I, I I agree completely. That was happening at Leicester, by the way. When when Claude Puel was in charge, there were some fans that just wanted us to keep losing to get rid of him. So it happens not just at your club. It happens. I think it's every club, to be quite honest. You yeah, get you get a portion of the fan base, don't yeah. you? I think what's happening now, before we go on to the preview in this game, I think what's happening is that my dad made this point a few weeks, a few months ago. Somebody kind of mentioned that social media is creating this, and my dad, older than us, just basically said it's always been there, but there just wasn't a platform for people to express their opinions. There have always been idiots with really 
not so much poor opinions, but with really bad ideas in terms of I want my football team to lose so the manager I dislike is out the door. And I think that there was clearly people that felt that way when Fergie was struggling in his early days. And you just mentioned that they're at Leicester with Claude Puel. That's only a, I, I remember some Leicester fans getting on the back of Ranieri. The man pulled off <laughs> yeah. something that never going to happen again in Premier League history. And there were still some, when it started to go a little bit wrong, were like, oh, maybe we need a change. You think, what is wrong with you? But I think they've always been there. Social media just enables us to see it and hear it uh, on a far more regular basis. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I agree with yeah. that. I totally agree with that. So look, let's, let's, let's look at this game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Lee first as, as the Leicester City fan. Man United haven't been finishing games off. There's a lot of talk about Oli being out of his depth. Oh, sorry, mate. You cut off. Man United in the league this year. Sorry, mate. Okay, that's fine. So, I'll come to you firstly. Leicester have been tipped to jump in front of Man United and leapfrog them in the league this year. With the poor start to the form, poor, poor form at the start of the season, according to some Man United fans, how confident are you going to Old Trafford this Saturday? Very. <laughs> I, I mean, very confident. I mean, we've got a bad record against you guys. We've only beat you twice in 26 games, I believe, in the... in the. Uh, I think it's in the, pre- in the Premier League in total. And uh, for, for, for once, I just know that we're going to go there and we're going to bring three points. I, I just feel, we at the minute, we're unbeaten. You guys have got a, a bit of a, I won't say a rocky start, but I think overall over the last 15 games or so, it's been quite up and down, hasn't it? And Leicester, I think we're just, we're building to something here. And I really do think we're going to finish in the top six bracket. And I think, sorry, but I think we are going to beat you guys. I really do. Our official pundit, from your point of view, do you understand? I, I really do. I really do. What's your? What's, do you think he has a point? Do you think that Man United are in trouble? Should we be fearful on Saturday? Listen, any, anyone can win a football game. We know this. Yeah. Um, anyone can. So uh, you can never say we're going to 100% beat them. I, mean, I saw stats that Palace, I don't think, have ever beat us or some, some silly stat. And we, listen, that one went a couple of weeks ago. So... I, I, you can never, like I said, you can never say we're going to 100% win the game. But in saying that, I think we've seen over the last, just the last three seasons, what we can do to Leicester when we play them. So for me, I'm never worried. And if, if there was a game I was, we was going to be worried about, it would have been the Chelsea game, and we smashed them four 0 I feel like. The games Man United go into now, where a lot of people think, oh, they're going to get hurt here, they can't win this game, they're not looking good enough, is the games Man United end up winning. And the games that Man United should walk, we don't win. Like, we should not have beat Chelsea 4-0. We should, a lot of people would, a lot of people say, when there's no way we're even getting a point at Wolves. We should have had all three points at Wolves. And then against, against Palace, sorry. No, go on, go on, go on. Against Palace... People had us bankers to win that game, mm. even against Southampton. So that's where I, again, I actually prefer the game against Leicester rather than if you said to me we was playing Sheffield United at Sheffield United. And that's the honest truth. Not because I don't think Leicester are a good team, because they are a good team. They've okay. got some really good players Lee, there. Lee, from your point of view, where 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 are the danger? Who are the danger men at Man United? What fears um, do they present to you as a fan, and where could they 
where could they damage Leicester? I think, you know, if you asked me this question last year, I would have said Sanchez and Lukaku in the same squad with Pogba in the middle. I'm crapping myself. But you haven't really got, I don't think, I don't fear Anthony Marshall. I mean, Vardy's better than Marshall, I think. Personally, I mean, he's he's got a better record than Marshall. Vardy's got 83 Premier League goals and 180 appearances. That's more than your terms of your Ronaldo. Ronaldo got 84 in 196. So I, I, I'd be scared of Vardy going against Maguire. After last night's performance with Maguire for England, he was slow, um, made some stupid errors. I mean, that penalty he gave away was ridiculous. And... I can see why Leicester did let him go for 80 million, to be quite honest. Great player, but he has got some weaknesses. And Vardy's going to run him ragged at the weekend. Number one, I actually really like Jamie Vardy as a player. So I'm going to pretend he didn't mention Vardy in the same breath as the man who scored four goals yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm totally going to ignore that. Number <laughs> two, uh, number two, I won't be delusional and sit here and say that Martel's better than Vardy right now because goals... Don't prove that. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Martial. Like, I, I understand you're a huge fan of your twin. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but for, I'm a huge fan of Martial. But if you say you're not worried about Martial, I think what you should do is, after we finish this, I think you should watch our um, first three games of the season. The one against Chelsea, where his hold-up play was fantastic. He bust the gut to get his goal. He actually run around Rashford to get into that box. You should watch his goal against Wolves, which was a proper striker's goal. And against Palace, he should have had a penalty. He was involved in the penalty that we won. He was involved in the goal. And every time the ball came to him, his first touch took him away from the defender. Now, as a main United support, I know Johnny, Johnny Evans very well. He can turn up on Saturday and be prime Leicester. He can also turn up on Saturday and be t- prime Titus Bramble. So, for me, I'm looking forward to Martial, if he's 100% fit, being up against Evans. And I'm also looking forward to him being up against... Um, so, you that, that, Yeah. I'm what a player, by the way. Up him. What a player he's turning out to be. I'm sure you've so, seen... <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to that. And if you tell me that Pogba, Sanchez and Lukaku, you was more scared of them than yeah. you was of Daniel James, who's sticking him in top corner uh, for fun... Marcus Rashford, who I put a few things out today, even, and yesterday. Marcus Rashford, number one, has 10 um, Premier League goals against uh, top six opposition at the age of 21. Um, Kane couldn't get on the pitch at the age of 21. (laughs) And Sterling only had five. If you're not scared of those front three, then um, I don't really know what what to say. But I'm pretty sure Bournemouth scored against you. And I'm pretty sure... Yeah, Bournemouth got one. Sheffield United against us as well. Um, But just scored against you. And and could have been 5-0 up in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, Um, but we should have hammered Chelsea in the second half. Let's be honest. 100%. Um, 100%. Outplayed them. I can't even argue that. I can't even argue that. You should have You should have beat Chelsea that day 100%. Half. It could have been a done and dusted game. You were saying about the uh, the goals that we're conceding, but we are scoring goals. And last night, for example, England. Would you rather had England win 3-0 or would you have had a more exciting game where scoring far more goals, like five or six goals, and conceding two or three? That's how Leicester seem to be playing at the minute. Their game seem to be attacking a lot more than they ever have. And probably scoring more goals than we have uh, so far in the start of a season uh, on the expense of that we're probably going to concede a goal or two. On, 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 a good point. Just, just sound, sorry, let me just sound that quickly. I, I'll throw this back to you, uh, Lee. A lot of pundits and 
Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's detractors have said he struggles and this Man United team struggle against teams that sit back on a low block and a defensive and in fact they're more likely to beat teams that come out uh, and, and attack yeah with them saying that and you suggesting that Leicester are going to go out and be on the front foot at Old Trafford does that not warrant a major problem? I mean, you could catch us on the counter, which is what I think Leicester City were probably the perfectionists of. That's how we won the Premier League, I think, in 2016. It was on the counter-attack, wasn't it? And then the following season, we was caught out. Um, and that's why we didn't do so well. But I think at the moment, Leicester, yeah, they are going to attack. They are definitely going to attack a lot on the weekend. And if you're saying that Manchester United are now turning into this team that play against sides like that... Uh, okay, maybe you maybe you will maybe you will get a goal or two, but I'm t I'm telling you boys, it's coming. We've got to get a win. We've got to get a win at Old Trafford. It's been since 1997, guys. <laughs> We've got. To. All, all I'm saying to you is, if that, that front three are playing, and if Ole, by some chance, knows Terry and watches this, and he goes with a four-three-three, which I'm praying he does, because. This four-two-three-one ain't working. We haven't got a specialist cam. Um, someone like Madison, for example, who loves to play in that little cam role who can drift. We haven't got someone like that. And Pogba, Tomini, they're not two sitters. They need to be box to box, really. Um, unless you're going to have Pogba sitting next to someone like Akante, which you know well, obviously from your your league-winning season. So if he changes it up, I'm telling you. Um, you could you could end up being the second Chelsea this season for us, and we could put a lot past you. Well, I'm going to flip that back round and say that we don't need Angelo Kante anymore because we've got one better, and that's Wilfred Ndidi. Uh, he's, he's better he, than Kante. He's turning. He's turning. He's turning. <laughs> hang on. on, he, on. Hear, hear me out here. Hear me out here. Oh, this is close. Hang this on. Hey, hear me out here, right? Give him a few more years, and then rewatch this video. Lee. I'm deluded and biased. I'll actually admit, I'll throw it out there. I am deluded. G and I'm, give me. And I'm the most biased fan you'll ever come across. I'm, I'm, yeah? t I'm telling you, as a defender, as a defender, as a midfield defence, I don't know if you want to, I don't know where you put him, to be fair. Would you put him more of a, is he, is he a defensive midfielder? That's what I, uh, right? I think he, I think he's a better defensive midfielder than Kante. Kante's more, I, I think, now he's t had to change his game with Chelsea this season. Uh, he's, he's gone missing. Uh, I think he's going to be a massive thing. You know you're there's, a reason, there's a reason you know, why you guys were wanting NDD. I've seen your fans wanting NDD. No, our fans. You don't talk about our fans. Our fans wanted Koulibaly and Manolas. <laughs> and let me tell you something about the Koulibaly and Manolas. They now play for Napoli together. They have conceded seven goals in two games. That's worse than the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> to me, to you. So, let's be honest, because one of the games was against Fiorentina and they conceded three. Okay, against Juve, fair enough, but Juve ain't known for being the team that bangs big teams by four and five goals. So, conceding seven goals in two games, I wouldn't listen to our fans. I'm not going to say Ndidi's a terrible player, but putting him above Kante, listen, like I said, I'm delusional and biased, but... Even I wouldn't say someone like Scott McTominay is better than Kante or Matic is better than Kante. I, it, there's certain things you have to be realistic about. Kante is a man who won the league with you guys, left you guys, yeah. went to a very shit Chelsea team and won the league there as well. So you have to give him some respect. Now he's had to change his game and be this box-to-box -box midfielder, which isn't his game. 
With Kante, you want him sitting there. If you have the counter-attack and he's in a more advanced role, he can get forward, can maybe play a ball or join in with the attack because the guy has two hearts and four lungs. But uh, honestly, to put Ndidi ahead of him, I, I think maybe we should check their stats as well from when Kante was a defensive midfielder and not a box-to-box midfielder and Ndidi's. So, you know, as, as a Man United fan, you sit there for 90 minutes and you watch the game. So you get to see a lot more for those 90 minutes than most of us will get to see on the highlights. And you only ever get to see the best parts of these players that are world famous and great. The thing is, I, I watched that whole season when Kante was with us. And I've now seen Ndidi grow with us. And I'm telling you guys, he's performing better and better and better than Kante was that season at Leicester. I see it. I see 90 minutes, guys, not highlights. you not feel, though, that your team is genuinely maybe a bit better than what it used to be or that this formation suits him? Because you play you play like a 4-3-3 four, four, three, three now, yeah? And when I say the team's better, obviously, you can't really say it's better because you guys won the league. That no, season. yeah. But what I, mean by, what I mean by better is maybe some players are a bit better now and I, I wouldn't really rate. Robert Hoof as one of the best defenders. No. And I think you agree with that. But just getting back to what I was saying, um, do you not do you feel NDD would be as good if you was playing 4-4-2, which you was playing, which was a, which is a very attacking formation. You was playing 4-4-2 and he was sitting next to drink water. Do no. you think he would look as good? No, definitely not, because he's not got the passing ability of probably Kante. But what I'm, not, I'm talking about defensively, do you think it'd be good so good? Defensive I think defensively I think defensively, he would still do a good job. Uh, I think he, he does work better with someone like Hamza Chowdhury with him. Um, but I think he's getting better and better. And I'm telling you, he's going he's gonna to boss the midfield at the weekend. The, the reason why I asked you that question was because when I watched your game against City last season and City got lucky to win 1-0 with, yeah. with a company goal he's never scored in his whole career. Are you talking about the Kalichi Inacio miss, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Um, so that game, when I watched that game, when I come away from that game, I thought Chowdhury was unbelievable. I thought Tillman's done a good job defending as well. I thought it was a whole team effort. But I never came away from that game and thought, my God, that indeed he marvellous player. I, I, I don't think he was... Don't get me wrong, he done his job that day. Because yeah. He lost 1-0. But I don't think he was great. So he's got players around him now that are helping him. Where Kante really... Yeah. But you, you could say that about any, anyone, though. Like, for instance, Pogba won the World Cup and then he's getting slagged off and stuff at Man United by the fans. You know, at the end of the no. day, he's a World Cup winner one minute. And then, so, I mean, that, that's just yeah, football, isn't it? Paul, Paul Pogba's being slagged off at Man United because a lot the majority of people that dislike him is because of his supposed want-away attitude. It's not, for me, it isn't so much the performances. Like, nobody's create he's a pl- creative playmaker. Only Kevin De Bruyne has created more chances and clear goal clear um, opportunity to see Pogba. He's doing... The problem is people don't like his attitude or, or supposed bad attitude, I think, is the thing. Um, unofficial, let me just let me just come to you about this. I need to ask you this, uh, uh, unofficial. Leicester are coming. Obviously, Lee's very, very confident they can get the job done. Who do you see yourself as the main dangers to Man United? What, in the, in the Leicester team? Yes. Oh, 100% Vardy because of his pace. And he can finish. We know he can finish. Vardy's a very good finisher. Um... Especially that goal he scored. Um, I think it was your last Bournemouth, game. Bournemouth. Bournemouth, I, I, yeah. I, I, first touch was what I think Unbelievable. the goalkeeper. Was, was great goal. Vardy's always a problem. If anyone says they don't fear Vardy, then they're just silly. Um, Madison on his day. Um, 
I'm just hoping that Old Trafford, the, the crowd and, and the venue and the occasion gets to him because he's 21, mm. which we've seen happen to a lot of 21-year-olds. But Madison definitely on his day can be a danger. Um, yeah, you have got that still, haven't you? The, the, the ground. They're, they're, they're the, the two the... main players for me that I'd say on the day, they, they can be the problem. They, they, that's the two that, if you know, if you come up against them, they've got a good day. Go on, mate. Which I, I get. Uh, Lee, I'm going to come to you and ask now your score prediction. I know you think you're confident in getting a win, but what is a score going to be come five o'clock Saturday? I think a cheeky 2 1. I think, I think a cheeky 2 okay. 1. Yeah. You, you actually are genuinely confident. I you? really am. I, I've, I've not been this confident to go to Old Trafford. Every year I've said, no, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. I've said this every year. Even when we was uh, nearly won the league, I think it was the last but one game before we were the champions. Even that game, I thought, this is the one we're going to lose. Because we'd only lost to, I think, Arsenal twice on the bounce. Uh, and that was it. So, so I've always said we'll lose at Old Trafford because it's one of them. It's it's a stage, isn't it? It's not just a it's not just a ground. It's a it's a stage, and like you mentioned, the youngsters can get a bit nervy. Even the fans. I I've turned up there before and I've gone, Jesus, it's huge, you know. Yeah. So just a quick question. Quick question. Um, the, the the two games you because you said you're attacking more and you're scoring goals. The two games you um the two first games you played this season, Wolves. Yeah, that was the opener. Everyone's opening game's pants, yeah. isn't it? Let's be honest. Well, yours weren't. Not, yours not was really, great. Not really. Not really. We hit four. But um, then you lost. So Wolves, but then you Wolves. lost. No, we drew with Wolves and we should have won the game and missed the penalty. I'm not going to get on to who missed the no, penalty. No, it was Palace, wasn't it? You um, lost so to Palace. Wolves, Sorry, you lost to Palace. Wolves nil-nil and then you played against Chelsea, our whooping boys, and you drew 1-1. We should have scored loads. So, in, in your first two games we should have against, scored against higher and better opposition... You mustered up one goal. Right, the Wolves game was an opening mm-hmm. game. Both, I think, both very similar style, both both similar type of uh, ambition, and it was an opening game. It, it's just okay. sometimes that's the way it is. Like I said, you could have been five 0 down in the first half. They absolutely battered you. So now you feel like you're going to come to Old Trafford, and and you're and you're going to do so much better against a team that. You struggle against all the time, and it's playing better than when we was under Mourinho. Listen, history is making history doesn't have to repeat itself. Listen, right? Do you know the one thing I would say? One thing I'd throw in here, here, and it's I'm playing devil's advocate. A lot of what you, what you just said there, Lee, about your game against Chelsea, where you battered them and you should have scored. Goals, we should have should have walked away. Victor, you should. This is what a lot of rivals and sort of United haters are missing. Against and against Southampton, we had ample opportunity to bury the games. Yeah, all of them. We didn't take them. So where you're looking yeah. at your Chelsea game is we should have won. That's happened three times to Man United. Now there's there's, a, there's an issue there. Being clinical is the problem. That is the only reason United are sitting on five points and not eight, nine, ten, eleven plus. So from my perspective, if I'm just going to throw in my my Man United fan view <laughs> at the moment is. At some point, I think that clinical edge is going to click. And as soon as we start converting, even if it's 5 to 10% more of these opportunities, one thing that's improved dramatically from last season is on average, we're conceding nearly 50% less goal-scoring opportunities against us this year than last, which is why I know Juan Pazaka and Maguire have already improved the Manchester United team. The results haven't quite been there yet. And I'm loving the fact that rivals, are, there's this confidence growing because... 
that for me suggests if your team were as confident as you, they're going to leave holes. And Rashi, and if Martial's fit, and of course Dan James, who is the you know the the Welsh choir boy wonder. Great goal, by the way. Great goal for Wales. Yeah, and I'm not having a pop at you. I'm just simply stating this. There's such doubt surrounding Man United at the moment, and it's just part of me that's really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. That's good. I mean, com- competition. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Competition's key, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't see Man United being at the moment. They just don't seem to be as good as as they were. And we can all admit to that, right? I mean, you guys used to be the boss. You'd go to Old Trafford, and if you was lucky, you'd get a goal, not a point. That's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. No, and I, and, I do, and I do get that. Um, I'm going to go to yourself, unofficial. What's your score yep. prediction for this game? Um, I'm going to go with um, 3-1. 3-1. I'm going to throw my 10 penneth in. I, I did a preview yesterday with the Peaky Pundits and said 2-0, so I'm going to stick with that. I can't be changing my mind on different uh, on different uh, shows, etc. But I think United will pull it off. I think United will beat Leicester. And this isn't... A, thing me as a uh, from a standpoint this feels like one of the biggest games of the season and I tell you as to why because I've been told all summer by Arsenal fans Chelsea fans Liverpool fans and the five city fans that exist that Leicester are better than Man United that they're going to finish in front of us that their manager's bad x y and z so to walk away with a victory and if we can get double bubble and a victory and a good performance it's such a thumb in the eye to our rival. It's more than jump, jumping back up into the top four. It's it makes our rivals look stupid again for giving out ridiculous opinions that are based purely on salt. They're built upon a pile of salt. That's all they are. There's no real substance to it. You know, Leicester do, by the way, have a very good team. You know, we know that because the whole Premier League has a shopping list and it's full of Leicester City players. <laughs> so, no can, so nobody can sit there and slag the team like slag you off. Loads of clubs want Madison. We all know indeed he is a good player. I don't know if he's better than Kante, but he's very good. Chilwell's arguably the best English left backs. I think Robertson's better than him. We'll see what happens with Tierney. So Leicester have a really, really good team. I'm going to go over 2 0 um, victory, though, and, and see what happens. But uh, I would normally wish you good luck, Lee. And I'm meant to be Switzerland here, but I, I can't wish anybody good luck against my team. It's, um, it, yeah, I can't do it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Never going to do that. Never going to do it. <laughs> I appreciate um, you all, you both coming on and doing this. Um, we'll definitely have you both on again sometime soon. Your accumulator letting you down again. You've cashed out early and you just can't win. Prehistoric football coupons? Nah. Have a think about it. Why not play a new way? At Loserpool, pick a loser and win a thousand pounds in a last man standing tournament. Be a loser and win at Loserpool. Enter for free now. Visit loserpool.com. And a big massive thank you to Terry and the unofficial pundit for joining me in a chat. Um, make sure you check out their channels on social media. Uh, like I said, they'll be in the description of the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. 
that was me for today. I am definitely going for a 2-1. I don't care what they say. I probably went a bit off topic uh, a few times. But hey, I'm excited about where Leicester are at and where Leicester are going. And I still do mean it. I do think Wilfred Ndidi has been being played. He has. He's been playing better than N'Golo Kante at Leicester City. I think, uh, from my own personal views, I watch him 90 minutes in, 90 minutes out. And... At the moment, I think he's doing a better defensive capabilities than N'Golo Kante. I'm not saying he's going to be a better player than him, but what he does at Leicester, I think he's doing better than N'Golo. However, N'Golo is well cast. <laughs> Might bite me in the arse that. <laughs> I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with it though. Got to stick to your gut, ain't you? Oh dear. Maybe there is just a few royal blue tinted glasses on after all. You can't help it being a Leicester fan, I suppose. You can't help it being a fan of your own club. Um, and the, the boys soon uh, soon giggled away after the uh, recording went off and uh, can't believe that I said that. And I was like, well, you know, I, that's what I believe. So, And I believe Harry Maguire was, you know, one of the best defenders in the world. And uh, we sold him for the most amount of money in the world ever. So... Maybe maybe I am onto something, so... Uh. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you send in your picks uh, for the, the mosaic that we are making. James Harlow from 100% LCFC is currently underway of going through all those photos. Get them in at 100% LCFC. And like I said, the plan is to get the mosaic done of Vashai's face. Ready for the Walk for Vashai event. It's either going to be outside the ground or it's going to be in the in the ground before kickoff. That is the plan for the mosaic. Uh, the more I know, the more you all know. Thanks you. Thank you for t- tuning in. Get your comments in. Get your predictions in. At us at 100 LCFC on Twitter and obviously commenters on Facebook. Follow me at Lee underscore Chappie on Twitter. And we are out. I'll see you next week. I get a guest on next week as well. And it's the Spurs clash uh, early kickoff as well on my birthday. It's the 21st September. It will be my 33rd birthday. If you do see me, I will be accepting pints. <laughs> I'll see you then, guys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.